When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Thank you very much, Jonathan. And later on in the show, we'll have... uh... Seth Wickersham will come on to talk about his huge piece on the breakup of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, which is fascinating at ESPN.com. So that's coming up in about an hour. We have some hot routes to get to, but a couple yes, of uh, a couple of notes here, though. Seattle signed Philip Dorsett, so there is a potential cheap receiver option off the table for the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, yesterday, Mary Kay Cabot, who writes for the Cleveland Plain Dealer covering the Browns, she wrote about Anthony Harris. I'll just read this. The Browns explored a trade last week for Vikings franchise safety Anthony Harris, but is not in the cards at this point. They made it clear when they signed Carl Joseph and Anderson Dale to one-year deals. According to a source telling Cleveland.com, the Vikings would want at least a third-round pick for Harris, probably a second He's also likely to want double-digit millions on an extension. Both things are too rich for the Browns right now. And, Courtney, I get the sense that's the reason that Anthony Harris is still on the Minnesota Vikings is that not only is it hard to trade a player when everyone knows you have to trade a player, uh, as uh, Washington is probably finding out with Trent Williams, to get what you want for them, but also when it has to go along with a big contract extension. I think that for different reasons, those two players are in the same situation where their teams are having a lot of trouble trading them. Yeah, and to my understanding, because the Browns, uh, when all of that started unfolding last week, that came after the New York Giants had really expressed interest. I remember hearing late Sunday going into the week of free agency. So what day would that have been? Like the 15th or whatever? Yeah. Um, I was kind of just wrapping up my night and I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what do I need to be on alert for tomorrow morning? Um, and I got a correspondence just asking about, well, what do you think about Anthony Harris? You know, what, what kind of player is he? Blah, blah, blah. And so then I started following up on it and it sounded like the Giants were really, really high on him. And then he gets tagged Monday morning and it's radio silence. And I checked in on it a couple of days later. I'm like, well, what happened? Um, and it seems like they, the Giants might have gotten a little scared off um, when, you know, he was a top target for them. And then they get shocked 
and kind of disappointed when he got franchised because they knew that it would be such a costly option to get him via tag and trade because of what the compensation would be. So it sounds like the Minnesota Vikings, um, that message of what Mary Kay was reporting uh, to, to have to say like that allegedly they wanted uh, you know a third round pick potentially for him. Did she also say a second? Uh, yeah. So, I yep. mean that's hot, that's draft capital that I don't think a lot of teams are willing to give up for a 29-year-old safety and ink him to a long-term deal that's going to be paying him in the range of, you know, what the top safeties in the NFL make. Totally so agree. I think that that's yep. why at this point Here's how I see it. Um, in talking to people about how this whole thing unfolded last week, it kind of feels like, you know, they were they maybe got a little too excited that, you know, Harrison is representation in seeing, okay, well, we're going to get all these offers and, you know, one team wants them and then another team wants them. But then they also see, like, what Minnesota is going to want in exchange for that. And then they started pulling out. So, I mean, you know, they could certainly rescind the tag, like, we're weirder Boy, things. What a bad weird, look that weirder, would be. Yeah, weirder things yeah. have happened. I'm just saying, like that is a possibility because honestly, it kind of feels like to me at this point that the Vikings are the ones pulling out, yeah. not the other way around. Th- this sounds like overplaying your hand, thinking you could get more for him than you're actually going to be able to get. And now, if they have to trade Anthony Harris, which still seems like a thing you have to do, you're talking about taking a pretty big hit on that or or not getting anywhere near what you thought so then you lose the compensatory pick which probably would have been a third rounder but you might have to just take a fifth rounder back because everyone knows you're not in a position of strength also some uh, slight breaking news here that if you thought the vikings were going to get robbie anderson they're not he's going to the carolina panthers to play with teddy bridgewater can, can i ask a question about that yeah why did everybody, or why did the Twitterverse or anybody who actually was bringing that up, why did people think that they were going to get Robbie Anderson? I'm kind of confused by that. Well, his deal is not crazy. It's no, I mean uh, two years twenty, right? Yeah, like, two years but, twenty million from Schefter. But even still, like the veteran free agent market's not very good. Yeah, you could get a cheap option even in like the third wave of free agency, but to, to I mean, Robbie Anderson essentially in this market was at the top of the market. I, I don't know why everybody thought, or at least like the discourse that we had heard the last like week or so, like, oh, are they going to get, are they in for Robbie Anderson? Uh, no, like that, that just seemed like really weird to me that that was popping out of nowhere. It felt like, well, I mean, if you were going to move on from Anthony Harris and create yourself $25 million in cap space or somewhere in that ballpark, then spending 10 on Robbie Anderson still would be a lot. And maybe you have a lower cap hit the first year. I don't think it's crazy to think about Robbie Anderson. I mean, we're not talking about AJ Green or somebody who was going to command sure. a ton of money, but it really shows you that even players who are just good, not great at this point are too rich for your blood as the Minnesota Vikings and how hard that is to fill out their roster. Now, I wonder about, and and I do want to get to hot routes here, but I just wonder about where they stand in the league and in the rest of the market because free agents have not signed here yet. They seem to have been chasing a bunch of them who have decided to go in other places. And I wonder if other players look at the Vikings situation very differently than Sheldon Richardson would have two years ago when he, you know, came storming in saying, All right, let's play on this defensive line. Let's play with all mm-hmm. these superstars on a team that can win the Super Bowl. But if you're around the league and you see Stefan Diggs trade, and we know how much he's respected around the league, I wonder if you say, Yeah, same money. I'm probably going to go somewhere else than that team right now. 
it, I don't know if it's anything like that they can certainly control at this point. They couldn't control their finances, um, or I guess you could say that they could. I'm not, you know, absolving them of responsibility, but we knew that guys were going to have to walk here in free agency and that the dynamic of this team was going to change. The makeup of this team was going to change. I don't think any free agent that really knew how this whole thing was going to play out was looking at this and saying that they're super surprised. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. you know, I Michael Pierce got a nice deal to come here. Like we talked about all last week, a player who is essentially very much, except younger and, and less wear and tear, but very much Linville Joseph and played about, what, 50-55% of snaps last year? Like, you didn't get a humongous upgrade at that position. So Mm -hmm. I think that the way that they have to approach free agency and the way that they are approaching free agency is by just trying to mitigate losses, even if that means you're not making a huge upgrade at the position. And, you know, there still are a handful of marquee free agents out there, but a lot of them just don't feel realistic. I've had several people ask me, you know, why haven't they signed Jadavian Clowney yet? Uh, have you asked, have you heard what Jadavian Clowney is asking for? Yeah. Like, like you got to know better than that because the team just can't afford him, nor should they try to be giving him what absurd figure he wants on an average year basis. But Trent Williams is such an interesting uh, you know, situation out there that I think that they are certainly a team to watch um, as this thing unfolds further. Because if Washington gets to the point where they just cut him, whew, that is a stupid move. Because at least try to get a fourth round pick for him. But you know, it's um, it's a weird situation that it's been so quiet. Because I think that they've been in, from my understanding, they've been in on certain guys. It just has not panned out because. Their financial, they just cannot give guys the financial commitment they're looking for as free agents. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll get to hot routes in a second. Uh, what do we? What do you got? You just emailed just me, email. Jonathan. The words Wade Phillips. Just check your email. It's for okay. something for a future show. Okay, Wade Phillips unblocked me. Did I oh, tell did? you this? Yeah. When did that happen? Wade Phillips unblocked me on Twitter. So, oh, okay. So we could possibly get Wade Phillips yeah. at some point. Uh, I'm going to email back, or why don't you right away yeah. that yes, we absolutely want Wade Phillips. And I want to, I want to ask him what happened there. Why did you block me? And why did you decide to unblock me on Twitter? That's weird. It Wait, was, what, it was did you weird. say something offensive? Okay, no, but I did include him in a tweet once. So I was watching an old NFL Films recap, as I want to do, and I screen grabbed Wade Phillips in this amazing jacket jogging in slow motion because that was it was a recap of the 94 Broncos or something. So I tagged him in it and like coming to save your defense or whatever. And then Wade Phillips favorited it and then blocked me. And I think that he just saw a bunch of notifications and didn't want them. And he doesn't then, know how to mute. He doesn't know how to mute it. Yes. And then I tweeted someone else to tell Wade Phillips to unblock me. And apparently he did. So yes, I definitely want Wade Phillips on the show. A hundred percent. He'd be awesome. All right. Uh, Jonathan, why don't we ramp up uh, some hot routes here to celebrate. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Street! Red, red, red! Red falling! Blue poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 dragon smoke. It's Hot Routes on Purple Daily. 580! 397! Okay. All right. Uh, We take things in the news and we turn them to our own questions and let's start right out here with the Los Angeles Rams now topping 
What? Who has the worst logo in the league? I don't know, but this is worse. They now have the worst logo in the National Football League. They released it yesterday, and it looks... I compared it to Sonic the Hedgehog. Some other people (laughs) said the president's hair looks like it's on the L.A. Some people said, why are the Rams celebrating the Chargers? Because it looks like a C. I don't know. It's not good. So I want you guys to tell me, to start off our hot routes, the best logos in the National Football League. Give me your top three. Okay. Uh, Mine are kind of a theme here, if you can can gather. I like the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers is my number one. I think it is awesome. I love the pirate. I love the the football in the middle of the two swords and the skull. I love the Raiders logo. I think that is so classic. Um, and then I will probably go with the New England Patriots because that football guy, the guy who probably it's probably Paul Revere. Actually, that's yeah, that probably guy, who yeah. that ear. That guy. That's definitely, exactly what Paul Revere looked like. Oh, 100 percent. That guy was on a horse <laughs> riding through accurate. Boston, yeah. telling people the British were his coming, and he was throwing football footballs career. at people. His, yeah, his lesser known career as a long snapper was just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those old, are my three. Yeah, the old Patriots logo is a great selection. Jonathan, yours. Uh, I'm going to go with three classic logos I just really like. The Steelers, I think that's just one of the classiest and class, most classic uh, logos in the league right now. Like Courtney, I love the Raiders logo mainly because I just like the Raiders as well. But just the pirate with the two swords around it, the Raiders looks awesome. And then the 49ers, all three are just really classic yeah. looking logos that bring that just ooze kind of just the history of the NFL. No disagreement for me on the Raiders. Uh, they are. Is, I is think, it the best one. logo in yeah. the NFL? I think it has to be. It's right? got to be a top three yeah. logo in all of sports. The the, okay. the Raiders with the the pirate. I mean, it's just perfect. Uh, did not know that you were into pirates, Courtney. But you know, you picking Tampa Bay, sort of. Yeah, it's it, cool did, it did have a theme to it. And they have a pirate ship too, which I I've never been in the pirate ship at Raymond James Stadium, hmm. but well, we'll I look chance. forward to going this yeah. year. I actually uh, may watch the game from there. If we're allowed to use old logos, I will use the old Philadelphia Eagles logo, Ooh, the yes. flying eagle, and I will go Pittsburgh Steelers along with the classics. Um, just the the fact that it has a shout out to the you know steel community there. Um, I I love those, but I I think there's a lot of good cases. New Orleans has an all time great logo as well. San Francisco's a good pick, and I've always liked the Arizona Cardinal. It's like this okay. m- mean-looking cardinal. That's Better a- than the St. Louis Cardinals. He's about to peck a hole in your deck or something. <laughs> 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 All right, next question. Uh, the Patriots released Steven Goskowski. A tougher breakup between Goskowski and the Patriots than Brady. Um, I want you guys to answer these three questions with only a kicker name. Okay? If I got in a fight, I'd love to have blank beside me. Uh, if I had one kick from 50 yards to win the Super Bowl, I would take blank, and I want to hang out with blank. Courtney, why it. don't you go ahead? If I had to get in a fight, I'd love to have Janikowski beside <laughs> the me. The obvious pick. Yes. Very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> if I had one kick from 50 yards to win the Super Bowl, I'd take Tucker. Okay. And right. what was the third one? Hang out with I kind of want to hang out with Janikowski, but I also know that um, he's had no. some issues early yep. on in his career. No, no, but I'm going to stay away from bars in Walnut Creek, California. Yeah, you definitely don't want to hang out with Janikowski. Yes, I do. He's awesome. It, it's funny how he's the best and worst answer to these questions. <laughs> I think it works, though. I don't want to hang out with Matt Prater. You want me to be bored? I, Matt Prater might be cool. You don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> my, my first... 
my first and third one were also Janikowski. <laughs> if he other other uh, option there was the kicker from the replacements, a fictional a fictional yeah. kicker. Yeah, but the soccer guy. player, of yes. course, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, for the second one, if I had one kick from fifty yards to win the Super Bowl, I'd take in his prime Adam Vinatieri. Okay, I'm going to go historical here. If I got in a fight, I'd love to have Matt Barr alongside of me. Matt Barr is the best tackling kicker of all time. Watch the opening kickoff of the 1991 Super Bowl, Bills and Giants. If he doesn't make a tackle in that Super Bowl, the Giants don't win it. The guy returns it for a touchdown, and then everything plays out differently. Very tough kicker, Matt Barr, who actually got a concussion making a tackle in the championship game that same year. So, Giants, get your special teams together. But Matt Barr was one tough kicker. Uh, Kick from 50 yards is Adam Vinatieri. Just any kick all time, I'll take Adam Vinatieri. And I actually want to hang out with Justin Tucker. Did you guys know that Justin Tucker is a like opera-trained singer? No, but I think that's I heard amazing. that somewhere. That is a real. That is a real thing. So I would love to uh, perform some music with Justin Tucker, opera trained singer. Look it up on NFL Films. They did a piece on it. Next question for you guys: The Falcons' whole offense at the moment is made up of former first round picks. So I hope you guys did your homework here. I assigned Courtney the fourth round. Jonathan, you get the third, and I have the fifth round for making all time teams. Now only. Quarterback, running back, a couple of wide receivers. But I, I want to know you guys all time by round. Did you guys Which, not do yeah, your homework? No, I didn't. I okay. Did. I'm ready. All right. Well, why don't if you start? Jonathan can go first. All right. So for the third round, I think you guys are going to have a tough time beating this team just based off of who I have right now. Quarterback, I could have gone a lot of options here. I could have gone Russell Wilson, could have gone Dan Fouts, could have gone Frank Reich, could have gone Matthew Collar's Frank favorite Reich. guy, Josh McCown. Could best. have gone Fran Tarkenton, but none of those guys compare to the all-time best quarterback. One of them, Joe Montana, drafted third of round, third round, yeah, seventy-nine by the 49ers. Uh, for my running back, one of the best running backs to ever play the game, Curtis Martin, ninety-five Patriots drafted in the third round, and then my wide receivers, Terrell Owens and Steve Smith. Okay, that is a that's a better team than the Falcons. If you're giving me a slot wide receiver, he's going to be Jake Reed. Okay, okay. that fine. is that is a good roster. Fine. Courtney, who do you have for fourth rounders? I mean, I'll take Dak as my quarterback for fourth rounders. Well, I like it. Okay. That's fine. I think that that's absolutely fair. I mean, he's had a get, think about his rookie year. Think about the seasons that he's had since then. Think about his trajectory. I like that. Um, I'll take Darren Sproles. He was a fourth rounder. I'll take him as my running back. Uh, what do I need? Two wide receivers? Yep. Um, Brandon Marshall. He was a wide receiver, I think, in the fourth round. Definitely in the fourth round. Um, what other fourth round wide receiver could I go with? Um, you know, it was a fourth rounder because I'm just going to go ahead and pick one fourth round receiver. I'm going to go with a kicker. I'm going with Steven Goskowski, who was a fourth <laughs> round kicker, 118th overall in 2006 of the Patriots. I am really struggling here to find a fifth round quarterback. <laughs> I have been scrolling. Oh, I've got one. Mark Brunel, fifth well, round go. quarterback. So I will start with Mark Brunel, and oh my gosh, the quarterback names are amazing. Do you guys remember Omar Jacobs? He was a fifth-round quarterback. People are like, yeah, you never know. Could turn out to be pretty good. Um, no, he didn't. Fifth round was tougher. So obviously Stephon Diggs would be one of my wide receivers. And again, with running backs, I'm still hunting, and this sort of tells you about how difficult it is uh 
I mean, you trade a fifth-round pick for a kicker-slash-punter every day of the week. That's my point. I'll go, I guess, Jordan Howard is a fifth-round running back, and I'll just need one more wide receiver, which uh, I'll just make you guys sit and wait as I continue to scroll through trying to find <laughs> fifth-round receivers. This is a lot harder with the fifth round. I gave myself the toughest. I gave Jonathan the easiest because he complains a lot about how we make things hard on him. P.K. Sam. You guys remember P.K. Sam? No. no. Anybody who played ESPN 2K5 would remember P.K. Sam. He was a, a free agent and had the best hands on the game. I don't know. I can't find another fifth-round receiver. Diggs is special. Don't trade him. Oh, too late for that. All right, I'm just going to move on. I literally cannot find another fifth-round receiver. I found you one, but I do not remember who this guy was on the 0-2 Arizona Cardinals, a fifth-rounder <laughs> from Alabama, Jason McAdley. Do you remember him? I don't know. No recollection. No recollection. I went to the Hall of Fame's website, and you can search it by when they were drafted. Oh, there's only that's seven a good guys. Resource that you didn't share with us. There's only seven guys drafted in the NFL from the fifth round all time that made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm going year <laughs> by year wide receivers in the fifth round. Do not draft a fifth round wide receiver. Analytics but, prove as Terry Mickens did he play? I don't know. I'm just I'm just done. I'm just moving on. There are no fifth round receivers except Stephon Diggs. I'm honestly looking at my fourth round group right now, and there's some pretty good ones in here. Not that you asked us to do any defensive uh, players, but Elvis Dumerville was a fourth round oh, pick. Yeah. Geno Atkins was a fourth round pick. Jari Evans was a fourth round pick. These are some pretty good ones. All right, uh, let's get in one more question here. Jared Allen was a fourth-round pick. Why couldn't you just have me do the all-defense That's team? That's where the cutoff kind of is, though, with great players. If you're fifth, sixth, seventh, I mean, good luck. Usually you're not, you're not going to make it. Uh, Mike Evans said it's surreal to be teammates with Tom Brady. If the Bucks are bad, it's going to be obviously a huge disappointment. I want you guys to give me your favorite off-season hype thing that went bust when the real game started. Uh, I'm laughing about this because I know who you're picking. I, I think you and I, are I know the who only you're picking. Ones. Wait, let me guess. Did he play for Notre Dame? No. No. Okay, then that's going to be mine. Go ahead. Um, remember the Kendall Wright era? Okay, you and I are thinking in the same vein. <laughs> I remember two years ago we all wrote how great of a slot receiver we, he was before he even <laughs> went to training camp, and we were all like, "Yes, they finally yes. did it." Diggs, Thielen, Kendall Wright, goodbye Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> the guy got cut. He didn't even make the the opening day roster, and that was um, that was one of my first uh, experiences where I was like, man, don't believe hype. Well, I'm going to go with Michael Floyd. Same same huh. type of reason. Michael Floyd, uh, he's going to be their pure deep threat. Okay, I found a fifth round receiver. I had to scroll all the way back to 1990 for Tony Martin, who finished his career with 593 catches, 9,000 yards receiving. Good job, Tony Martin. I'll take him every day of the week. Uh, anyway, so yes, Michael Floyd living in Kyle Rudolph's basement, Kombucha Gate, like all those things. <laughs> After hyping up the signings, this is great for them. This is the number three receiver they need. <laughs> oh, off That season. was, I mean... I, sh- I, sh- I mean, yeah, that off-season movies, that was before I got here, but you remember how hard I leaned into that when oh, I yeah, got yeah, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like your best piece ever. It was just like this massive breakdown 3, of words Michael feature. Floyd returns to the Chicago land area. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, those things happen. Uh, I would say another one from earlier in my lifetime was uh, Drew Bledsoe. Going to the Bills, they were so excited. They just, like, this is it. 
This is the best quarterback we've had since Kelly. The roster is ready. We're going to do it. And uh, I don't believe they ever made the playoffs, the Drew Bledsoe. They did not. So, Jonathan, what's yours? Uh, mine would be Vince Young's 2011 Eagles Dream Team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Him and Michael Vick the as the quarterbacks. Yes. Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson. You had Brent Selleck. Their defense was stacked with Trent Cole, <laughs> Jason Babin, Namdi Asamoah, Asante Samuel, Dominique Roger- rogers Cromartie. What did they go? What was the... 8-8. Uh, eight and eight. Oh. But they only finished 8-8 eight and eight because they won the last four games of the season. That's amazing. Off-season hype. Don't buy it. <laughs> Don't call yourself a dream team before you step on the field. Um, Courtney, I'm not with you in the same room or even the same state at the moment. Um, is there a draft scout where you're at? I mean, I am the draft scout. Okay. Could you call upon the powers of Courtney, our draft scout, for next segment? Oh, I mean, she's already here. She's oh. sitting next to me. Okay. All right. Well, put her on because Mel Kuyper has his latest mock. And we are going to break it down with Courtney, our draft scout. When we return, you're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Score North and many of our local advertising partners remain open for business. And you can hear from them daily right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. We are all in this together. Hear how you can support our local community community by visiting scorenorth.com, keyword open. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 